0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas. Hey, yo, 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 yo. This is a That One Dude, fellas, fellas video this week. This is a good one. I actually am very excited about this week, week 10. I think there's some really interesting spots. You're gonna see based on this That One Dude video, there's some really appealing spots and it even creates this like game environment of a potential low owned game shootout spot that not a lot of people are on right now. It's fun. I like this. This is my favorite That One Dude video of the week because I was going through it. I was doing some research, a little more than I usually do. Had an extra couple hours this morning chilling out, relaxing, maxing all cool, diving deep on these five players we're about to talk about, right? We're diving deep on a tight end, the running back, and three receivers. One of those receivers is a one to two percent on flyer. And I'm like, damn, I'm falling in love with these fellas. Not really. Like, I'm not in real life saying, hey, yo, my girlfriend, hey yo, Mogo. We'll it's it's over between us. I'm gonna go date. You're about to see who some of these players in this video. Not that, not, not, not that, not that, not that. Falling in love with them in terms of DFS purposes, you know what I mean. So, beautiful people, the lady, the fella out there, the subscribe button pops up. Two seconds of your time, let your shoulders lean. Let your shoulders lean, crack your knuckles a little bit, snap your neck back, and hit the subscribe button. And with that, let's slide on into the first person we're talking about today. We're looking at leverage plays, people. We're looking at leverage plays that are around 5% or lower owned. Ideally, 5% or lower owned. Maybe one of the guys we talk about today, we're going to cheat. He's still going to be single digits. Be like 7% or 8% ownership as of this recording. As of this recording on Friday afternoon right now, right? And this video is releasing on Saturday morning. So some things can change, of course, with the Friday injury reports. Can create some guys being lower or higher owned. We hope that none of these guys are ruled out. As of right now, they're all healthy and fine and ready to play. But these are leverage plays. Don't be playing all five of these guys in the same lineup. They're lower owned for a reason. Because maybe they're a little bit expensive. Right, and that's where you're getting the leverage from. And most of the time, those people who come in with a lot higher ownership than them don't have that much of a difference in projection. It's just people hopping on the train for a recent performance or guys in their backfield or hurt or whatever it might be. So be strategic here. If you want to take a couple players from this video, go for it. But I do really like individually putting these players into my lineup, sometimes getting a couple of them. I really do like it. I think there's a lot of upside in every single player we're talking about. I do think that there is a safe floor. I do think that there is a serious ceiling on most of these players. Let's start with the first player that I'm talking about. And we're going to go on down to a player who won a player. This man's quarterback won a bunch of slates last week for people. Unfortunately, I didn't have a ton of him. I ended up with like 7% of Mr. Justin Herbert. Not enough around the field, but not enough. Not enough to get the job done in a wacky Week 9. Now in Week 10, his wide receiver mike williams at 6600 we see this massive price discount so the price is coming down and mike williams right now is only coming in with five percent projected ownership even though even though i have him for 16.4 fantasy points with a price discount meaning to me he's a solid play and then you start to look at some things he has a 28 and a half team implied total that is good so that's very good he faces a minnesota secondary that allows currently the seventh most passing yards per game at 187 to the wide receiver position well that's a check right that's a check this should be a good game environment as minnesota has a 25 team total three point underdogs should be able to propel a Shootout in this matchup. And now let's just look at what Mike Williams has been doing, right? In in week six, we saw that Cleveland game. He pops off, low ownership, 30 plus points, hoping for that this week as well. You know what I'm saying, right? But he pops off, eight catches, 16 targets, a buck 65, and two touchdowns in what is likely going to be the game of the year between the Chargers and the Cleveland Browns. And then you get to see that he comes out of that game and oh no, he actually sustained an injury. An injury either in that game or in practice. And he comes out in week seven and he plays limited snaps. He only, only runs 15 routes instead of his 32 on average on the year. Right, he plays 38% of the snaps. So week seven, yeah, he only scores like four points. Throw it out though; he was clearly playing with this knee injury. Now week eight comes around, and he still says in a a, a quote on Friday he was limited in all week in practice. He still says, "Yeah, this knee injury is bothering me." So you're still seeing him week eight deal with an injury, which not a lot of people are reporting at this point. He plays 80% of the snaps, and Bill Belichick clearly tried to take him away. If you watch that game with New England, they said, "Who is going to beat us? We'll let we'll let Keenan Allen have eight, nine, ten catches in a game. We'll let him do the underneath stuff. We are taking away." Mike Williams, the man who basically for the first month of the season was making it so the Chargers looked unstoppable on offense. So in week eight, you have Mike Williams still dealing with this knee injury, and he's clearly being the target of Bill Belichick, who takes whoever he wants to out of the game. Okay so week seven injured doesn't do much he's injured week eight injured and is basically taken away out of a defensively schemed away so then week nine comes around and he goes up against Darius Slay and a and a wonky game against the Eagles in general and Darius Slay ends up taking him out of the game now maybe the knee injury is still bothersome there's no quotes on it still being a thing but just a bad week all right so we'll give him the bad week Darius Slay tough matchup but now this week comes this week against Minnesota Minnesota was giving up yards left and right and he's still in an offense that is throwing right now top three in the NFL plays per game this is the week that I like it you're getting the better matchup a better matchup than seen in a month you're getting the healthiest he has been in a month right now with still a very good team total and environment and and the lower price the lower ownership everything is checking out for mike williams here you can see this comparison tweet that i put up mike williams let's compare him to michael pittman here the tweet on twitter follow me there at salvage dfs what are you doing it's totally free why are you not sixty three hundred dollars for Michael Pittman for 16.6 fantasy points. So Michael Pittman's going to come in $300 less for the exact same point projection, and he's 10% owned. Michael Pittman right now is coming in as double the ownership with a lower ceiling and similar median projection than Mike Williams, with a worse quarterback throwing him the ball. This is a great leverage spot. This is what we're talking about. If you have one spot left in your lineup and you have the extra money to get to a Mike Williams or you can pay down more defense and get to Mike Williams, I would prefer Mike Williams over Michael Pittman right now in your lineups, especially, especially if you need some sort of ceiling player in those lineups so that is the comparison tweet i do have a prop on mike williams the props compared to underdog and price picks depending on where you can find the best props the better prop here is going to be on price picks over 58 and a half receiving yards for Mike Williams. I have Mike Williams in the 70s in receiving yards for this game. So I'm talking like 15 yards over this number that they're giving us right now. This number is taking into account the past couple of weeks where he has literally been injured. He is going to be healthier this week with a better matchup. Take the over 58.5. You can take that prop. A free bet. A free bet up to $100 if you take that prop and you use the code SAL. You get that free bet up to $100. It is going to be linked down below over on Price Picks. It's just over-unders, baby. It's player props. We'd love to do it. It's the best edge in the betting market compared to the actual spreads and totals. The player props is the spot to be going. Alright, so there's one guy who looks really good. Now, let's go to the running back position. In this running back, the ownership might start to come up, at the running backs, we've talked about it all week. The running backs, whether it was on all of my shows, whether it was on Pat Mayo's show that I, I featured on on Thursday, if you haven't checked that one out, check it out. A lot of you already know who Pat is, all of you probably do compared to me, right? You, you definitely knew if Pat, he's been a Goliath in the industry. Check out his show, I was on it this week, the Pat Mayo Experience YouTube and the audio version but we talked about it the running back position it's the first week all season long that basically every single fucking stud is on the slate every single running back you can possibly want to play other than Derrick Henry because that man is just injured every other running back play they're on the slate this week right so it's going to should balance out the ownership but it's still going to condense on a couple of players right Najee Harris it's going to condense on it's going to condense on some other players Zeke elliott it's going to condense on Austin Eckler it's going to condense on right but a player right now that it's not condensing on and I think it might be for the flat price principle of being eight thousand dollars flat people don't think they're getting the discount like the 999 sales right that's why they do the 99 cents the 895 right it's not nine dollars it's in the eight dollar range so people are going to go to austin eckler at 7900 because oh i'm getting a discount on him. he's in the 7k range whereas dalvin cook at eight thousand dollars flat projecting out for 20.5 fantasy points basically a top three projected player on the entire slate for me at just seven percent ownership maybe it's part of this news that's all murky he is As I record this, more than likely playing this week. There's some murky news out there. That'll hash itself out over the next couple weeks and months, I'm sure. But Dalvin Cook comes into this matchup with a positive 33 run blocking advantage against the Chargers who give up the most rushing yards per game because they want to. Their head coach has literally come out and said, it is more efficient for us to let the other team run the ball on us, right? And because... Running plays are not as efficient. You don't see as much. The yards per carry is nowhere near as high as the yards per catch for a receiver, right? Yards per catch for receivers are around 10 to 15 yards. Yards per carry for running backs are around 3 to 5 yards, right? He says it's way more efficient for us to let you run the ball on us to an extent, right? You have to obviously be able to stop them when you're actually initiating contact. But they're giving up the most rushing yards per game. Their actual run defense is actually not even good anyways at 29th in the NFL. So now you have Dalvin Cook, a man who's seeing 24.6 opportunities per game, second in the NFL, only behind Najee Harris, coming into this game with a fantastic matchup. Sure, he's a three-point underdog, but I don't really care because his team's implied for 25 points. So it's still a really good environment for him. In five, in five full games this season, Dalvin Cook has scored because he left one game early. 20 fantasy points, 20 fantasy points, 25 fantasy points, eight. That's a stinker. And 18 fantasy points, 18.2 fantasy points per game for this man. Number three, in opportunity share in the NFL. Dalvin Cook looks great. And let's compare him to some players right now. Jonathan Taylor is $100 more for Dalvin Cook, right? He's 8,100. And you see Jonathan Taylor, for me, projecting out for less points, 0.7 less points. Jonathan Taylor, 15% on, double the ownership. That's my tweet you can see. Also, Austin Eckler. we talked about him, 79. Oh, the massive discount of $100, but the massive discount because he's in the 7K range. I have Austin Eckler projecting out nicely for 20.2 points. I still have Dalvin Cook for more, barely. We can just call it equal. Austin Eckler right now, 16% ownership. So, Dalvin Cook right now is coming in low-owned. I don't know why. I think it's because people are just jumping to these other names around him. Maybe that'll change over the next day or so. If people watch this video, things like that. Hopefully, not too much for us sakes in terms of getting a lower-owned player. Now these guys are in the same game so if you wanted to skinny stack some leverage you skinny stack Michael williams with dalvin cook right you don't have to play the whole stack just play those two guys you're gonna get a lot of upside a lot of leverage in your lineup in my opinion i currently have from underdog now underdog does the combination and uh, prize picks doesn't do it combination of receiving and rushing yards i currently have dalvin cook for over 114 and a half total yards in this game again he's facing the team that gives up the most rushing yards per game and this is a running back who is going to see somewhere around two or three receptions in most games dalvin cook i currently have for 127 total yards we take that over and we smash it on underdog, again, code SAL gets you a free bet up to $100, whether you're talking about underdog for this prop or the previous prop of Mike Williams on price picks. Use the code SAL. You get the dollar everywhere, right? They said at first that will give them a free bet up to $50. I said, no, I want the triple digits. The triple digits, baby. Give these people what they want. The free dollar the free bets. Code SAL. Take advantage of it on both sites. So let's slide on a late night right back into a wide receiver who's currently coming in with uh, here's a hand, here's a hand, here's a hand. Five! Count them 5% ownership. It's not 1, not 2, not 3, not 4. We would like it to be lower. 5% ownership. And I'm sorry, fellas, but it's the exact same game environment. This Minnesota Vikings Chargers game, yeah, Keenan Allen will pick up ownership. Yeah, Austin Eckler will pick up ownership. So people might think it's a chalky game environment. There is so many low-owned, amazing leverage, high-ceiling plays in this game. I mean, when a game has a 52 or 53 team total, usually it's gonna be high-owned. As of right now, it's like Keenan Allen, somewhat Herbert, and Austin Eckler are the only guys owned in this game. Justin Jefferson was in this video last week. What does Justin Jefferson do? Oh, he goes out there, he scores 18 fantasy points like it's nothing in a game where he sees actually low volume. I have Justin Jefferson $7,700, right? Everybody does. I have him for 17.8 fantasy points at 5% ownership. Now here's the thing with Justin Jefferson this week. His offensive coordinator has already come out and said we need to get Justin Jefferson more targets. Justin Jefferson is averaging eight targets per game. Yeah, I think you need to get, in my opinion, a top five receiver in the NFL already. I think you need to get that man more targets because on five targets last week, he's going for nearly 20 fantasy points. Get the man more targets. Stop wasting your time with Tyler Conklin targets and KJ Osborne targets and start getting them more to Justin Jefferson. So Justin Jefferson has a 20 team implied total as a slight underdog which is going to lead to more shootout opportunities now he has a matchup against the chargers who are number 12 in coverage so far this year a decent secondary but they're banged up you had michael davis and asante samuel jr missing practices missing games missing time we'll see what their status is heading into this week even if those guys are healthy i'm not concerned with justin jefferson in a matchup against them chris harris at one point was fantastic kind of changed the way we we played the game of football with slot cornerbacks actually being elite like the first real elite slot cornerback but at this point in his career he's fine he's he's not above average i'd say he's about average as a cornerback at least this year so as a collective unit they play pretty well together right they don't have one absolutely terrible cornerback which makes them a pretty average uh, secondary because they don't have one absolutely amazing quarterback they have three cornerbacks that are pretty much league average, solid. You can't say anything too great about them, too bad about them. That's how it goes. I can say a lot of really good fucking things about Justin Jefferson, and oh, yeah, he can get open against any of them. The rookie Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, Chris Harris, whoever's out there, he can get open against any of them. He's also number five for some metrics here. Number five in 20 plus yard deep targets this year, number seven in red zone targets. So those are the money targets, right? The money targets, the red zone and the deep targets. Those are the money targets for this man. Everything looks good for him. Who do we compare him to? You can compare him to a couple of guys. Let's look at Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, whose target, uh, catchable target rate is outside the top 70 in the NFL. He A third of his catches are not catchable this year. A third of his targets are not catchable. Josh Allen and him just not hooking up. The cover two defenses are, are getting the best of them. Josh Allen just being a little bit more inaccurate, obviously coming down from last year, just natural regression. But I currently have right now Stefan Diggs for 17.5 fantasy points at 7,500. So he's a little cheaper and he's projecting out for basically the same fantasy points, but he's $200 cheaper. It's not that much. His ownership is right now 14%. So Stefan Diggs is coming in two to three times as more owned just because he's like $200 cheaper. And obviously he's going to be in the bill stacks and the bill stacks will be higher owned than the Minnesota stacks, right? So that's another reason that it's going to go there. And I understand that, but it's still not worth a two to three times as much ownership. AJ Brown could be another comparison. AJ Brown is a hundred dollars more this week than Justin Jefferson. Same exact fantasy points for me. I have him at 17.2 fantasy points. AJ Brown currently coming in at 10 to 12% owned, double the ownership of Justin Jefferson. Makes no sense to me. Justin Jefferson every single week seems to be a leverage play. Take advantage of it. I currently have Justin Jefferson over 72. and a half yards on price picks my justin jefferson number is 86.3 in terms of my projection it's almost 10 yards over that we smashed the over you can combine it with the mike williams one in the exact same game you can skinny stack them it looks great use the code sal take the over justin jefferson 72 and a half receiving yards this week over on price picks smash that one and smash the fucking Dollaruskies, people so now the part of the program the one to two percent on fire. normally we like to find him at one percent sometimes it's a two percent guy maybe he'll end up being one percent so we go in that range somewhere between one and two percent owned and then we'll talk about a tight end to close the show up so as you're right here right now uh hit that like button it just came right across the screen you see that hey, hit that like button we edited that bad boy in. And, if, and if i forgot to edit it in it'll be even funnier it's supposed to come out right here hopefully it did but hey hit the like button hopefully you're having a lovely day lovely start to your weekend lovely start to your saturday enjoy your time whether it's with your family yourself your significant other and spend time with the people that make you happy and don't spend time with the people who don't there's your words of wisdom for today's show now back to the episode. So the one to two percent on flyer play this week, he's actually on the opposite of the Steph Diggs, right? He plays for the Bills. He's on the opposite of that game environment on the New York Jets. And this guy, I thought he was going to be higher owned this week. He's $4,800 and his name is Jamison Crowder. I currently have him projecting out for two percent ownership. Maybe he comes in at three percent, maybe he comes in at four percent and he won't be the one to two percent on flyer. I think he stays pretty low owned, uh, especially because Elijah Moore got some hype last week. Corey Davis might return this week. It's the Jets in general. Nobody wants to fucking play them. But Denzel Mims is not going to play. He's on the COVID list. Corey Davis is expected to play. But either way, the starting slot receiver for the team oh yeah it's Jameson Crowder and quietly very quietly the Bills surrender the third most passing yards per game to the middle of the field so Elijah Moore on the outside Corey Davis or Keelan Cole on the outside yeah sorry guy in the middle of the field Jameson Crowder is going to be the beneficiary of that so the Jets have an 18 implied team total that sucks but they're going to be playing from behind as two touchdown underdogs and oh yeah because of that because they stink the Jets throw the six most times per game this year so that's going to help the wide receivers which last time I checked Jameson Crowder is a wide receiver beautiful and Jameson Crowder has played in five games this year due to injury missed a couple of games he's seen six plus targets in every single game he's currently averaging 7.4 targets per game and in half of his games this year he has at least seven targets right in three out of his five games he has at least seven targets so what does he do the first full game that he plays in most of that game right Zach Wilson getting hurt early with Mr. Mike White well he has eight catches 84 yards on nine targets a team leading high target share that game so that's good to see. Mike White is the name the starter this week. Mike White, who relied on checkdowns and his average depth of target that week, where he throws for 400 yards, average at the target last in the NFL at 5.4. So Mike White is going to rely on running backs, and he's going to rely on his slot receiver Jamison Crowder this week. I think Jamison Crowder is a great option. Not only as a $4,800 leverage play, but because of the fact that the Bills' stacks are going to be highly owned, I think they look good yet again. And if the Bills are going to be highly owned, I want a runback option, or at least I want to try and get one if there's a viable one. And Crowder's looking like that one that I can identify, that you now can understand. Maybe you identify identified it before this, but he's only one to 2% owned. So most people aren't identifying it. I'm going to take Jamison Crowder this week. And I'm going to feel really good about that. I have Jamison Crowder right now at $4,800 for 12.8 fantasy points, a decent projection at 2% ownership. A comparison would be a man on the other side of this game in Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley had for 13.5 fantasy points. So not even a point more than Jamison Crowder. He is more expensive and he's coming in for 12% ownership. So Cole Beasley is going to be like five to six times as highly owned as Jamison Crowder. I, I admit he has a way better quarterback. He has a way better team total. Those are the reasons why this is upwards it's an easier stack to get him into i understand all that but let's just compare the things here let's compare the facts the better value is actually on jameson crowder the higher ceiling i'll say is cole beasley because his team is going to probably score more touchdowns which gives him a higher touchdown rate or touchdown opportunity i like crowder in this game environment i have Crowder for 12.8 points which means i take the over the over as it slides up 10 fantasy points on prize picks yes they have fantasy points over there as well i smash that i have my 12.8 fantasy points i take the over 10 fantasy points there the fact that this guy is getting six targets per game i'm projecting 7.8 targets in this game with mike white Based on his high catch rate, it means that he's probably going to have a five-catch game. We just need him to either find the end zone or get over 50 yards in this game, which I feel pretty good about. Over 10 fantasy points, Jamison Crowder. Smash that. Code Sal. Free bet. Up to $100 rookies on prize picks. And lastly, for the people out there, we're going to come to you with some schmacks on a tight end. A tight end this week. He's not a cheap one, and that's why he's not going to be as highly owned. All the way up top, Kyle Pitts. DJ Hawkins in at 5,500. Some decent values in like a Dallas Goddard range and a Dawson Knox maybe return him. Soaking the ownership away from a guy, all In between those prices, $5,000 Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz benefits from playing on a team this week who has the highest team total on the week at 32 points. And the Atlanta Falcons right now rank 24th in coverage, and that is the team that he is going to be going up against. So two checks in the positive direction for Dalton Schultz. And according to Pro Football Focus, we call that the trendy people call that PFF. PFF this week has Dalton Schultz with the number four matchup on the week against Deion Jones, a linebacker who in coverage will be on Dalton Schultz for most of the game of the Atlanta Falcons. And Deion Jones allows an 89% catch rate. Not good. He also allows 1.49 yards per cover out. Just to put that in some sort of reference, that is the fifth highest on the week. And that is a positive for Dalton Schultz and a negative for For the Falcons and Deion Jones. The performance so far for Dalton Schultz this year has been quietly great. Five or more targets in every single game, except one game this year. And that's seven out of eight games. He currently has seven or more targets in half of his games. This is a tight end we're talking about. This is not a receiver. So he's highly involved in this offense for over six targets per game on average. And last week we got the first week without Blake Jarwin. Jarwin his ACL. They end up going, I think it was an ACL. He's down for the year. They end up going on the bye week. He comes out of the bye week, and Dalton Schultz plays a season high ninety three percent of the snaps. He runs a season high 37 routes. yeah, but it was a blowout. They were down 30 nothing. They were passing more. Yes, but he only played three and a half quarters. So it somewhat balances out. He ran more routes and saw more snaps because there was no Blake Jarwin. And just to throw in there, he led the Cowboys in receiving last week. So Dalton Schultz looks good. The problem is the price point at 5K, cheap Dearness Johnson, maybe get a cheap crowd or something in your lineup, whatever it might be to afford him. But if you're playing Dallas stacks, I think that Dalton Schultz is a nice way to get different. I only have Dalton Schultz projecting out for 5% ownership at 13.2 fantasy points. You can see my tweet on the screen for comparison reasons. I currently have Dallas Goddard, who also looks like a good play who if Jalen Hurts starts to throw more than 14 and 17 times per game like the last two weeks Goddard's gonna have a really good week and I have I have him projecting out for a good week 13.1 fantasy points at $4,700 is arguably the best tight end play on the slate one of the best right but Dalton Schultz is really close Dallas Goddard's at 10 percent ownership even though he's projecting out for less fantasy points same amount basically as Dalton Schultz and Dalton Schultz is 5% on they're both projecting for like 13.2 points and just because he's $300 less he's coming in with double the ownership that's not right that's not efficient Dalton Schultz looks like a, li- a nice, a nice, a nice, a lice. What is that? Oh, no, that's the stuff in the hair. Don't get that. A nice leverage play this week. For our final bet of the week for Dalton Schultz, I take him over four and a half receptions. This is the one that's a little bit murky, right? Four and a half is a tough number, uh, but this is a guy who's five plus receptions looks pretty nice. Maybe Michael Gallup returns this week. I don't think that affects Dalton Schultz as much as it affects, obviously, Cedric Wilson in this offense. So I currently have him for 5.4 receptions. Obviously, that's not that great. It's like one reception more than what you're seeing here, but I still do like it. I put my money dollar down on it. Over four and a half receptions for Dalton Schultz. So there you go, a one to two percent on flyer Crowder, a tight end, three wide receivers, or two wide receivers and a running back from the same game. Dalvin Cook leverage, Justin Jefferson leverage, Michael Williams leverage play. So there you go, there's you that one dude for week ten, people. Absorb the information. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you didn't enjoy it, well, maybe better luck next time for us, right? Maybe Sal, hey, do a better job next time, Sal. You know what I'm saying? Do hey, hey. We tried our best here. Thank you for tuning into this video. I appreciate you all a ton. I hope you have a lovely week, a lovely weekend, and I'll see you on the next one tomorrow, Sunday live stream. That's the next one. Come with your questions. I'll come with the answers, or the ones that I hope are the answers. We'll find out if they're the right answers by Sunday night. And if they're not, you come back, you troll me. And, you know, I mean... Shit, I probably won't even read it. But all jokes aside, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Be sure to hit the subscribe button before you go. Support the sponsors. We're just taking props here. We like the sites. We get free dollar bonuses for signing up. Code Sal on either underdog or prize picks. You take some of the props in this video. If you're not already a member, if you want to see where are these ownerships, where are these projections, where you can compare the ownerships and projections for leverage, all the way the updated stuff for injury news, the optimizer, the discord, everything else, sign up for Patreon. A thousand plus members, strong community over there. It's a lovely time. We'd love to have you. I'll see you when I see you, gang, and I'll see you in the next one.